0: Welcome down to another segment of the Bear Down segment of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel to get more updates on the Bear Down segment. Uh, This is a solo Bear Down segment. Um, You know, Zach will hop on when he can. It was just one of those things couldn't couldn't match it up. Uh, We're going to discuss the Chicago Bears preseason game two loss versus the Indianapolis Colts. Um, You know, these aren't going to be as in-depth as a regular season game, but still worth to talk about and what we see versus another team, what the Chicago Bears team is starting to take. It's starting to take form. We're starting to see more of what they're going to look like, who is going to make an impact, all that good stuff. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode. Um, the Bears played pretty well overall. They were tied 7-7 at halftime. Then they were up 10-7, to and then, the, then they scored 7 in the late 4th. Then the Colts scored 17 in the 4th to uh, – get the win 24 to 17. I believe this is Matt Eberthus' first loss as a sh- for preseason, so that streak is now ended. If that matters, who knows, but it's a cool stat to have to say you're undefeated all the time in the preseason. Um, Justin Fields did not play, so it would not be this heated debate or this heated take of Justin Fields playing or if people were reacting to him or not. Um, the big takeaway for me was it may look like we have a Quarterback battle going on for who would be the backup quarterback. Uh, that's That was the big talk of who is going to be the backup for Justin Fields and possibly even third string quarterback because you need to have two to three quarterbacks on your roster. So the big takeaway was, well, who's going to be the backup quarterback? Um, the three quarterbacks I got to play, P.J. Walker got to play, uh Tyson Baggett got to play and Nathan Peterman got to play um the big thing that to take away is PJ Walker um PJ Walker was on the Carolina Panthers team last year I believe he played in USFL as well he looked pretty good um when you look at his it was either USFL or XFL uh but he he looked pretty good there um He got to Carolina in 2020, um, and then he got some playing time, not too much. At Carolina, he had 1,461 passing yards, five touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He is not the starter caliber, playing like a starter caliber type quarterback as of right now, but people are very high on him from his experience in other leagues and what he could bring to the table, but he just not has – In the last two preseason games that he has gotten reps in, we have not seen it. He's overthrown guys. Um, He has a strong arm. I am going to give him that. He gets the ball quick, has a strong arm, just not as accurate as they're going to need. So I just don't see P.J. Walker as going to be the guy that's going to end up holding a starter spot. Sad to say because people love him. You hear nothing but good things about him. But I don't think he's going to make that backup player role. For the quarterback, um, the, the battle here is going to be Nathan Peterman and Tyson uh, Baggett because Nathan Peterman was 10 of 18 for 115 yards passing, one touchdown pass. Um, his rating was 93.5. Tyson had was 9 of 10, 76 yards, um, and his rating was 98.3. Um, people loved Tyson Baggett um, being in there at quarterback. He, they said he was smooth. He was very calm. He does throw a really good ball. Um, he's a rookie, Division Two quarterback, and looked, he was not rattled. He had good pocket presence. He ran in for a touchdown, so he didn't have a passing touchdown, but he did see an open hole and was able to run in for the touchdown. Um, th- they think that's going to be the guy, and they think that could be a guy to push Justin Fields. And again, not to get on a heated topic debate, just because you're an athletic quarterback that can move and run, that, that does prove to have some great capabilities because of the pocket breaks down, you do have that threat of him running. I understand that. But to have a guy like Tyson Baggett that's a good passer, good pocket presence, can read a defense, that could push Justin Fields to say, if I don't become an elite passer – or a better passer than what I was last year, this guy's going to push. And he, I mean, they want to start. So if, yeah, cool, you're running around, you make plays doing that. But if you can't consistently pass the ball, especially with the weapons you have now, it's not going to work. That's where I think Tyson Baggett could be that guy. Now, Nathan Peterman looked pretty good as well. Uh, you know, made some good throws, made some big plays. So there's going to be this quarterback controversy here of who's going to be the second string, which nobody – I don't know if anybody has ever had that conversation. But one of these guys could make a, the next Chase Daniels and make a living of being the second-string quarterback, make lots of money, get in from time to time, sometimes get a couple starts. Both quarterbacks I thought looked pretty good. So that's that was the big topic of debate is who's going to be the backup to Justin Fields. Um, either one is going to look good to me because – Peterman threw a lot of good balls, had a nice touchdown pass, um, threw him open um, into the end zone. They tiptoed down in the um, side of the end zone there. So it's going to be a tough quarterback battle, but Tyson Baggett really looked smooth. The ball looked pretty. Every single time he got rid of it, it has a nice release of the ball. Uh, So that part you take away from this preseason game of who's going to be the guy to push Justin Fields. Uh, And then another part was you saw that they had – Punt return has been a question of topic because, or topic of question because of who's going to do it. And so in this game, they had Dante Pettis do it. Um, He only had five yards returning, but he did not fumble it. Um, And that's kind of where the Bears are at right now. Do you sacrifice where the punt returner drops it all the time and you risk doing it? But if he does get the ball to make a big play and get you some yards or... Are you just going to say, hey, let's put a guy back there that we know it's going to catch it, not fumble it? Yes, we're going to give up a little bit of the big play type of uh, part for our team. I prefer to have the guy to not fumble. If it's a guy that knows when to fair catch it, a guy that can catch it without fumbling it or taking the big-time hit and avoid all of that, that's where we have to go. And I think Dante Pettis did a good job with that. Um, He did a good job as well. Um, on kickoff returns for the Bears, um, Joe Reed had, four, or had 99 yards as long as it was 38. So those are the guys that aren't going to fumble it. Those are guys that could, you know, so that's kind of where the Bears ride because we're watching special teams. Who's going to return the punts for us and not fumble the freaking ball? And that's where we're at right now. And I think Dante Pettis could end up being that guy. Um, he's a good blocking wide receiver as well. So you don't really need him to start at wide receiver all the time. So he could go out there and return punts. Um, And then the run game for the Bears. Um, You know, they had a lot of guys running the ball for them. Uh, Robert Burns had 40 yards. Johnson had 32. And then Nathan Peterman, quarterback, added for 22 of his own. Dante Foreman had 12 yards, but they were hard earned runs. Um, So you didn't see Herbert out there playing. You're getting some of these guys extra reps. Dante Foreman runs hard and and Robert Burns could be a guy that can come in and and get some relief for Herbert as well so that running back room I think is looking pretty good and they are different styles They're Herbert's really fast and elusive then you have the big bruisers so I think that having both of them or a couple of them play fullback as well is going to go well for the Bears run game take some pressure off Justin Fields if you get the run game going with those guys and the receivers were fine you know uh Fountain had 86 yards receiving, um, total overall receiving, of course, was 197 yards and a touchdown. So distribute the ball all over the place. That receiver group is looking a little bit better. Uh, I thought the Colts defense played really tough and really disrupted those younger wide receivers. So they did what they 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 could, but you know, I thought they looked overall pretty good there. And then on the defensive side, again. It just looked like they're playing tougher. People don't like the preseason, and I'm I'm kind of for that because you're not seeing the starters. But if you actually watch it and and look at it, it's really cool to see some of these guys play as hard as they can because they're trying to find a spot, whether it's practice squad and you could be brought up, or they're going to keep you and put you on special teams where you could still practice your linebacker position, your defensive line position, offensive line position, and able to – Find a spot there. It's fun to watch that because I thought even the Colts, but you look at the Bears defense. They they only got one sack, but they made Gunnar Minshew move around. They made Sam Ellinger move around. They were tackling hard. They were all rallying to the football. They are playing a lot tougher. Then I think they played tough last year in the regular season, and that's credit to Matt Eberflus, of course. But I just think overall from the first preseason game to this preseason game, from top to bottom, both sides of the ball are playing extremely tough, and I'm watching the defensive line. They are trying to get after it. They're trying to disrupt the pocket. If they're not getting sacks, I know we all want them to get sacks. That's okay to not have them because they are disrupting and they are playing tough. And that's a good thing to see with this wide-open NFC North because to me – as a Bears fan, I still think it's going to be down between Minnesota and Detroit if Detroit can take that next step. But I think right there the Bears are going to be nipping. If they can play tough and play hard, they will overcome. They have talent, but do they have as much talent as those other teams? But if they're playing tough, they're playing with confidence, energy, that nastiness that we like to see a Bears defense play and even the Bears offensive line play. They could be in some games only because of that, and then if they could squeak away with a big play here or two against those type of teams, then watch out for the Bears and NFC North because they could be right there. I said the Bears would be about number three just because I'm unsure about the Packers. I think they have to. Pro- the Detroit Lions have to prove it, but the Bears have to prove it as well. Minnesota is right there anyway, but it's it's completely wide open, and so. It's not a long episode here because there's not that much to break down until we get further down here in preseason where we start to see some of the starters get some reps. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to start next week or in their next game. So they're going to start to see some of those guys. So when we get the starters back in, we can make more analysis of it. But I just think this is going to be tough decisions for the Bears because overall every player is playing really, really tough and they're playing with high energy. Uh, Defense is a bend, don't break type of thing. Um, there's some big plays happen, some runs happen, which they have to fix, but they're okay with it because then the next series or so when they get first down, first down, then they stop them, you know, cause defensive minds have changed where they used to, you know, pitch the shootout. I want to, I want to hold them to no points. So with the today's rules, that's unrealistic. So you want to make them earn everything, force them into a mistake, get a uh, turnover, everything else like that. So, we didn't. Uh, I thought they played pretty tough. So, it's going to be tough for those Bears uh, coaches and staff to break down this roster of who's going to be the backups. Um, but no Justin Fields hot take. So, the big talk's going to be who the backup quarterback's going to be in case something happens to Justin Fields and can step in and lead this offense down the field. Um, they have two good options, I think. So, if you can manage to keep both of them on the roster I think that'd be fantastic and they can all push each other and maybe get Justin Fields to kind of realize oh I have to be a better passer in order to keep my job um that wraps up this short episode again of this bear down segment of the coach Steve show like and subscribe to YouTube channel follow right on Apple and iTunes um follow on Twitter at coach underscore Steve 72 and Instagram and all that that good stuff um thank you guys again for watching or listening check out all the other episodes and we'll see you guys next time